Welcome to Moving With Life. This is episode number 19. I am Andy Acosta. My friends Brian Luevanos and Eddie Sainz will be joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending us your ears for the next hour and a half or so. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave reviews. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So episode 19, we had a great conversation. It was a lot of fun because of all the things we got to talk about. Um, Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist that came out on the Joe Rogan experience. So gaining some information from him, uh, we then tailed it into how it interacts with our lives, our personal lives, and what we're learning as we continue to grow and figure new things out. Things such as truth, social media, uh, influence, and education, and how those two can tie together, and how those two are actually tying together You know, now in some of the school systems out in the world. Um, we talk about execution of thought, the curse of knowledge, where knowledge is power, but you know sometimes you know knowledge can be uh, a curse. So without further ado, here is moving with life. And she's like, "I missed you." So, oh, me too, definitely. Everything he says is so funny. Oh, God bless. Is that working for you, the tape? Yeah. Is it working? Nice. Okay, cool. That's good. Usually I say, oh, man, what a week it's been. But for these past past few days, maybe like four or five, um, I started journaling five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. And I feel like I'm way more clear-minded through my day, and then closing out with five minutes, uh, I just feel better. So, if you guys have had a, a interesting week, you guys can start with that. Hmm, I've had an interesting week in the sense that um, nothing seems to be necessarily music related. Um, dominantly, like I've been like doing music things, obviously with like working on the album release stuff and details and like and like all that goes into that release show and um, like CD distribution, online distribution and all that has been mm-hmm. some pains in the ass with that one because of glitches on websites. Oh, okay. But I don't know. It feels like it hasn't driven itself around music this week. Like necessarily, I think it's just because we didn't have gigs over the weekend. Yeah. I, I even felt it on, on, on Wednesday a little bit. Like we, we went through practice and for me to be fair, I mean, I was, I was tired, but when I got there, it was like, man, it just it, maybe it's because we don't have gigs, so you know, I feel like practices go a little bit different when we don't have gig when we're not preparing for a gig. Much more relaxed. I didn't yeah. want to be too stern. Yeah, at, yeah, no, yeah. Practice. Yeah, I, I guess ultimately it probably was good, you know, to just let that happen and yeah. Know, still, still go over material. It, it's one of those things that I I started listening to today. Uh, it's a video, and it's like it's Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, and some other guy. And they basically give their what helps them or what gets them to be disciplined or whatever. And basically, at the end of the day, from all three of them, it's doing the things you know you need to do, whether you want to or not. But you still get them done because you know you need to get them. You know, it's part of like your in in your case the music, the mission. You know, right. So we still go even if it's going through the motions, but it's like uh, exercising too. You know, even if you're going through the motions, 
you're still getting it done, you know, no, no matter what outcome you're looking for, no matter how you're going into it. Yeah, for sure. It's good to just, like, keep on a on a steady path Yep. and not take a week off just because we can. Yeah, because we, yeah, we, we end up way worse when we yeah. have a week, any type of week off. Yeah, I, I, we definitely, I know, I think we can, we all come to a con, that consensus of, like, if we have a week, if we don't go to practice and then we have a gig that, gig that Friday, Saturday or whatever, it's like, uh, yeah, we're rusty as fuck. Mm-hmm. Rusty, rusty, dusty. <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, um, week's been good. Um, like, I felt like I had a lot more personal lifetime um, this weekend, which is, like, something I feel like I've been desperately lacking. It's been really frustrating for me, actually. I've, like, had, I wouldn't say, like, a couple of meltdowns over it, but I've, like, just grown more frustrated than I ever usually am. I feel like I don't get frustrated very easily. Mm. And so I've, I've grown frustrated a couple times, um, or I grew frustrated a couple times earlier in the week. Um, because I felt like my personal life was just not there mm-hmm. or didn't have moments to breathe. Right, yeah, yeah, definitely that. I've, I've figured that out, because I, I think I told Brian this, this was a while back, where I was, it was like, I, I think it was a span of two weeks where we, were, we had, like, consistent gigs, so we are doing that, and then I was working a lot for those two weeks. And then it wasn't until, like, maybe halfway through, so, like, you know, a one-week-in, to those two weeks that I realized that, hey, like, I need some alone time, <laughs> you know, like, and I wasn't going to get it. I knew I had seven days to go, and I just had things that on my calendar that, that didn't allow it, but after those seven days, of course, I took advantage of it, but still to retract, it, it took until then, because usually I always feel like I'm, I do better, or at least I feel I do better in a social setting uh, when I'm interacting with, whether it's you guys or with a band or at Nine Round, wherever, that I'm always there, but then... When I did four, when I did it for fourteen days, that's where I was like, "Oh shit!" I, I just need you know a couple of days to myself. Chill out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Super cool. I know exactly how you feel. Oh, man. So you know where we're coming from, Brian. Yeah. Expand upon this. I just I just feel like sometimes I'm I'm out too much and I'm just talking to too many people and I need to like sort of recharge and kind of retract. And, and you more than I feel like. Because your your introvertedness is unique, so I, when good I don't know I've, <laughs> I've 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 come to the conclusion that I'm a little bit of both, because I can be pretty social and you know pretty out there and stuff, and other times I'm just like I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so are you an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert? You're probably an introverted extrovert. Probably introverted so. first before yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're feeling this way because you needed alone time. Well, I was. Um, feeling this way because I felt like I was not getting enough time like to see people that I wanted to see like um, and it really wasn't even like the the band thing because I don't I don't really mind being busy with the band thing it's really more just work like yeah. sub- substitute work and then uh, like during the day and then teaching at night and then um, uh, teaching music lessons at night um, so that's kind of like my schedule's kind of picked up which is great but like I'm there teaching every night till like eight thirty or nine o'clock in the evening, at which point it's either, like you know I go see, um you know like like um, the girl that I've been seeing who I really want to see like a lot, yeah. Or I go like see family and then like you know it's just like frustrating like not being able to just have time to, like you know either do those together or do those separately, you know. It's really frustrating. It's an interesting. Uh mixed nonetheless and like i like i said i guess just before this where you know we're transitioning 
into this this it's not necessarily a new mindset but it's it's a fresh mindset for us where we're uh starting to find those specific people that are going to be around for a while and you can kind of pinpoint who they are and so you know you start wanting to or you start almost needing to like spread out your time between you know two to three pillars as opposed to maybe all work or all uh career chasing or something like that you know or or even compared to being in college, you know, where you're, for the most part, you're just centralized on that. And in your guys' case, you know, the frat and then college, you know, school, whatever, and then doing, make sure you do all that stuff. Yeah. Well, like, my mom was telling me, like, you know, maybe you just need to manage your time better. I don't know how to tell you to manage your time. And it's like, well, it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily a time management issue because I can't control when I get out of work. Like, I can, like, ask for, uh, like, specific times off or, or whatever or be like, oh, I only want to teach until, like, this time of day or this time of day. But right. But I also, A, like, need the income, and says, B, that, you know, supports me, so I can't really get as mad as I want about it. Right. Yeah, it seems like, well, if that's the case, it seems like you're going to have to, like, for the anything business-related, you're going to have to really dedicate, you know, let's, let's just say an hour in the morning than an hour at night or something. I mean, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. where you're, you're going to have to allocate whatever. Okay, as opposed to, this is the way I did it for my team challenge. For the, As far as the food intake, I usually you're like, oh, what can I eat? What can I eat? And instead, I, I, told, I gave them a list of what you can eat. So when you're in this case, it may be where, okay, what free time do I have? And I need to fill up every single hour or at least every 30 minutes with something to make sure I get everything done in the day. It, that may be the situation. And that may include also waking up earlier. You know, just to get that thirty-minute. Well, I mean, I get, I get, or something. I get my work done fine. It's the yeah. personal part of life that that's not like going great that I don't have too much time for. That I wish I did have more time for. Like the work, work part's fine. I get a ton of work done when I when I need to. It's just okay. the, the, it's really mostly the evenings because like I need to like get home and like my dad's been out a lot, mm-hmm. so I've got to like get home and like be the man of the house and then, like you know, but then I've also got like you know my life and my relationship outside right. of that so mm-hmm. like you know it's just like it's been a been an interesting like trying to find the balance kind of situation right yeah so. okay I got, I got you there i got you there um there's actually this book that i didn't necessarily read it but i got to see the, the movie it's actually actually on youtube it's called bless me ultima uh it's a book written by rodolfo anaya and i was at uh high school a couple of days last week and they were reading the book and then on friday Thursday or Friday, Thursday, uh, we got to watch the movie, and I, I actually really enjoyed the movie to the point to where I want to read the book. Like, it, it seems really interesting. And speaking of, you know, balancing your, your Eddie Sines' personal life with, his, with the family life, you know, your parents, um, there's a quote, and I wrote this down because it, it, it's kind of, uh, it's definitely relevant for me as well. And uh, Andrew, so th- these three brothers went off to fight, I believe, I'm assuming it's like World War II, or it's, it's, one, it's World War II or Vietnam, it's one of those two wars, but they go and come back, and two of their brothers want to go to Santa Fe to work on their own, like they want to go out and adventure, and they want to go, they want to earn their own living. The father's plan when they came back home was to move to California, like hit, the father's dream is to move to California with his sons, and then his sons go work with him. And, and on, I think, I don't know if it was a row. No, it was a highway work. So they were working on highways at the time in California. So that was, that was the, the dad's dream. So they get back, and uh, Andrew 
talks about he says he's like what about what about our folks what about our what about our parents and the brother's like well what about them like we'll send them money you know he's like what about dad's dream well it's they said uh, we can't build our lives on their dreams we can't be tied down to old dreams and uh, and i wrote that down specifically i was like man it's it seems so relevant and like now that you're talking about that it's it's very relevant because it's it's that push and pull of like okay like I want, I mean, the only way to have a family is to go out and, you know, talk to a female, you know, a girl and, and build that relationship. But yet you have that tug at home and I'm going through it too, where it's like, but I, I then, I then, I do argue for my points. Like, well, I mean, it doesn't make sense how, you know, it works. It's like, I, if, if you want me out of the house eventually, then I need to get out of the house, you know, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, but that's what I tell you. Cause Actually, the premise of the book is, like, totally not, but that's what I got from it. Because it's like, man, mm. these three brothers, they come back, and two of them go, and they end up they end up leaving. They end up leaving Santa Fe, and then the one brother stays. And the youngest brother, who's, like, six, he's like, why didn't you go? And the, the brother who stayed, he's like, well, why? Like, he's like, I already got a job, you know, like, I'm, I'm good here. You know, and, and he didn't necessarily mean either talk, I mean, either, like, uh, to move to California either, but... You know he was fine, but the other two brothers they they, they left. You know they, they left like no like we're our dreams aren't parallel with my parents. You know like or his no their parents. It's not the same. Like you, uh, and even the mom in, in the video at least in the movie the mom's like you guys were gone for so long and now you guys are finally back and now you want to leave again. Like you want to leave again. It's like, mm-hmm. but yeah that I mean that that's what you do. That's how you go and you make a living. And you know and it's also I guess I guess we could say it's just like a tra- tra- like a traditional thing like just a way of family because at least for me when my grandparents were alive like it was one uncle's house my grandparents house and then another uncle's house like they stayed there you know where some other one like my my mom my aunt and some like i have other family in california so they they went their own route you know but then there's those few people you know those few siblings that stayed behind anyways that's all that's all i got from that because it it seems like it's very relevant and and this book it's like man you know i don't i'm not saying how do we, you know, combat it? But I mean, I, I feel like it's 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 a worthy conversation to have with parents, especially if if you're going through it. Yeah, for sure. And there's been some some conversations going on with that on that, but I don't want to get too into it. To be no, honest. no, that's fine. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I, I just I just say that because it's actually it's just a relevant point that I came up with to me last week, and I was like, man, like how crazy that's in a book, but yet you know it's, it's also in real life. You know, I'm very I'm not okay. I'm not. I just don't read fiction book or yeah fiction books I'm, I'm i really stick to non-fiction but in this case you know tying in a fiction book to a real life situation you know that that's my own intention was just tying that in together for sure that's yeah, good jordan peterson jordan <laughs> read that eddie signs read the top read the top that's why I, that's why i was saying it <laughs> jordan peterson millennials change the world properly love it yeah i've watched that video like three times <laughs> if you want to if you want to give some context we can we can dive in sure so jordan peterson was recently on the joe rogan podcast the joe rogan experience and so um, i'd already seen the previous episode that he was um, on or the last time i guess before this one that he was um, being interviewed by joe and i really enjoyed that one though that one was more um, like the science of psychology yeah um, it seemed more directed towards that from my memory anyway. This one was more, um, a lot more about social issues, specifically a lot about um, transgenderism and the um, political climate surrounding that. So he's really just going off on a, on a lot of stuff, but he's making a lot of sense with it. Like he, 
I don't know. I was so addicted to that episode. I I listened to it like five times in a week, um, or this past week, really, because like it's just so good, and he just talks so much truth. Could you give a couple points of like what, like maybe some stuff that stuck with you, like specifically? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to bring some up from my memory right now because right now I'm I'm like um, this is like I'm on like my second time in for the Jocko one. <laughs> okay. But um, so my mind's completely changed. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um. Do you have any like thing you wrote down from changing the world that might? Well, because he 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 talks about truth. That was the main thing that I focus my listening on, and for and this is great because you know, if millennials want to change the world, you should do it properly. And the first point of this, because this isn't from the Joe Rogan. This is that second right. video you sent me, right? Right. So the first main point is starting with yourself. You know, orient yourself. Uh, what other points do I have here? Uh, aim for the highest good which starts with the self, then how is that good going to go towards your family? Then if you put that good with your family, then how is that going to transition, transition to society? And then from there, how is it going to transition to the world? Right. And basically, you know, you aim for the ultimate good. And that's why like, even with the transgender stuff, like he's not against that. Like you are what you are. You're gay. You're bi. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is the truth of the matter of fact and the, bio, and the biology behind it. Like the science behind it. Like, cause, uh, I don't know, he was talking about, even on the on Joe Rogan, where, talking about that unicorn, that gen, tra, the gender unicorn, where, like, it's, it's literally a unicorn, Brian. They're giving these kids, it's a survey. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's a survey. And, and there's three, there's, like, four or five different, like, things. But it's, either, it's like, how do you feel? Are you masculine, feminine, or other? Um, how, who, what, what kind of people do you like? Men, women, or other? And it, and it, and they're feeding this information to these kids in Canada right now, like as, like in the education system. So like, he's talking about that and how some of these organizations are not, uh, they're or they're 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 basically putting off, and they're saying that biology is not real. In essence, that biology is not real, and it you know you you can quote unquote be whatever you want. Yeah. Well, he talked a lot about like the spectrum of of human beings, which makes more sense to me. Um, as far as, like, addressing what the truth of the matter is. Because, um, yeah, like, if you just... Uh, okay, so forget females for a second. Let's talk about males. You have, like, very masculine males. Then you have, like, you know, very feminine males. And it's just, like, that's, there's a spectrum there, right? And it doesn't necessarily make someone's, like, sexuality change. Like, there's feminine dudes who are, like, are still straight. They're just feminine dudes. They like to cook. I don't know what they do. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, but, you know, like, there's, like, a spectrum of different human beings, and I totally get that. And the same for females. Like, there are, like, masculine females and, and feminine females, and then a lot, of, a lot of stuff in between. So, like, there's a big spectrum of human beings and how, like, we are as people and as persons. Um, but, like, you know, as far as biology goes, it's like, yeah, it's pretty apparent that we have two kinds of things here going on. We got a male and a female going <laughs> yeah. on. You know, that's pretty, it's pretty damn true at this point. And well, he chalks it up to like, I mean, that's how we've structured society. We've structured society around men, women, right? Because that's what we are. Those are the two genders we're dealing with here, mm-hmm. right? And that's how we've built society. And he goes off into a talk about how like structures of society can be like a tyrant, can feel like a tyrant at some times, you know, but it's also a benevolent thing, like a nurturing uh, motherly thing that like takes care of us, right? Like there are reasons we have these structures in society. And uh, th- that's one thing he said that really stuck with me. Then they kind of go off on a tangent somewhere after that, talking about how um, 
uh, what you call it, like the the feminist guys that are just really like sketchy, like they're they're like <laughs> yeah. overtly feminist. Yeah, and and how it could be to it could be, in a sense, like they're using that to like get girls, like they right. use that to get to become a part of the group to then use the game to for in their favor. In a right. Sense, yeah. Yeah. And and well, Jordan Peterson says like, and you know, Joe is like, why do you think they do that? And Jordan's like, he's like, well, he's like, they just feel like they have no chance in the in the social hierarchy of things. So right. I, I pulled up the picture real quick. Uh, it's like if you type if anybody listening, if you type in the gender unicorn, it's gonna pop up. It's the only thing to pop up. So the first thing to ask kids is like gender ide- gender identity, and is it male, woman, girl, or ma- male? Sorry, female, woman, girl, male, man, boy. Or other. They give you three options to choose from. And then gender expression. Are you feminine? Are you masculine? Or other? And the third one is sex assigned at birth. Female, male, or other. Slash intersex. And who are you physically attracted to? Women, men, or other? Who are you emotionally attracted to? Women, men, or other? That I don't like that. Emotionally attracted <laughs> to. I'm emotionally emotionally attracted to a lot of people. <laughs> And I don't know how they mean that. I don't know if they mean that in a romantic <laughs> way. But, like, I'm emotionally attracted to my friends who happen to be a mix of both right. male That's and female. Right, right, and, yeah. and they're basically trying to, like, just divert these kids down, like, a, it's so strange. a path. It's so It's so insane that this is happening in education. I mean, and one thing that Jordan – I don't know if it was Jordan or Joe that, talk, that mentioned this, but they're aiming for, like, anybody under 10. Like, that's their – and so what I see is that that's trying to, like, essentially – you know, opinion. This is brainwashing a generation. You know, that's they're 15 years younger than us, yeah. 15, 16 years younger than us. So that's a whole. That's the next generation after Gen Z, and who knows what's gonna happen when they get to high school and college. Like, yeah, that's that's so crazy. Um, Sorry, I've got to yeah. go back to this for a second no, no, yeah, before go, we go we're taking a look at the unicorn. But the, the other thing that stuck with me from the Jordan Peterson episode of Joe Rogan was um, he was talking about like how men compete with each other. And he's like, well, it's like, how do men compete with each other? Like, we're competing to, to woo the lady, right? To, to woo women, right? right? And so how do we go about doing that? Well, like, we, like, like, try to dominate each other, like, via strength or, like, or, or you know, like, just, like, spots in our lives, wealth or, like, other things, uh, um, um, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, you know, like, just, like, anything and everything to get an edge up over other guys for what reason? It's not because we're mad at each other, but it's because we want to woo the, the girl better than the other person does you know yeah and it's just like uh it's like the way we're designed you know and then well how do um he talks about well how do females like seek like men like you know how do they seek partners and it's like well it's kind of based off of all that so like it makes sense right that's like in our dna pretty much about how that works and so he relates that back to like the uh the the guys who are just overtly um feminist and are very sketchy for for being so and um and he's like well i was like you know the reason they're they're like that is because they know that they have no chance in the hierarchy. They have no chance. Yeah. So because then, like, then you have the full on like just mutants that are you know they're either they're and, and I wouldn't even say necessarily the the strongest, but just maybe the healthiest. At the, and, you know they're just they're the, the quote unquote natural born leaders, or they're the, they're the people who wanna who wanna lead, or the, the you know or they've been in a leadership position since through school because of sports and whatnot. So they're at the top of the hierarchy essentially. And where these guys are using this route because they're not, and they'll never be at that at that top end of the hierarchy, and so they go. I, I wouldn't say it's the easy route, but I mean you can essentially 
develop leadership skills by learn by you know finding the right people you know but that's i would have to argue that also goes to guidance you know if, if this yeah. is what they're getting fed in school then yeah they're i mean i don't want to say shit out of luck but they're definitely being driven down a certain way mm-hmm. it's, it's also very similar to like standardized testing i would think you know where you're letting this one thing like identify you and put you in a certain class and if you're gt or not if you're pre-ap if you're ap worthy you know and then compared to the regular kids, these re- these kids in re- regular classes, quote unquote, especially here in Texas, at least cause that's my experience. They 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 know they're well aware of where they stand in the hierarchy, and they that's why they're that's what they don't give a shit. That's why they don't give a shit. That's that's my opinion is why they don't give a shit. Yeah, and uh, and even some of it kind of came back uh, to Jocko to the Jocko podcast, which I'm like um, on my second listen in right now, mm-hmm. and. Um, um, so Joe, um, Joe had Jocko on right for the second time. So in, at one point of the conversation, they're talking about um, about like friends they know that are like addicted to video games or whatever, and it just goes back to that. I think Jordan Peterson actually kind of covers it somewhere, like in another video, not in the Joe Rogan podcast, but in some other video I saw of him where he's talking about it's like why do you, like why do boys like or why do guys or even like full on adults like why are they so obsessed over video games that it consumes their entire life. And it's because, like, they've invested so much time into it that they have, like, all these, like, uh, like fantasy relationships, right? Like, they're, like, a hero in a game, like, you know, like, a, like in a third-person game. Like, right. in, let's just say Call of Duty, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're the hero because you're, like, you're, you're winning. You're maybe, like, you know, fighting for freedom in the right. war era and or whatever. I mean, you can, you can yeah. also say, like, 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 let's say, like, a dragon game. or I don't, I don't, know, I'm not, I don't know anybody. Or, or one, like, or like Zelda. Saving the que- yeah, yeah, something like that yeah. where you're saving the queen. You're, you're on a mission to slay the dragon or whatever. It gives you that. Right. Which we can tie that to Wild at Heart. We can, was we can, ex- that's we can, exactly where I was going to go. We can go that route uh, eventually. But, yeah, in general, like, just, yeah, just adding, adding on to what Eddie is talking about as far as, you know, the video games give them that hierarchy to be on top. Of, right. You know, their, but it, but it's all fantasy, which is where the problem lies, and that's why they're playing it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day yeah. instead of, like, leading actual, um, you know, fulfilling lives in reality. But then again, that's where it comes back to, well, what's reality and what's imagination? Because if we created video games, you know, it's like some, some part of it's real. Not saying like the experience of it, but like the uh, like, imagination like part, I guess. Right. The, the, just the creation, the artistic, the artistry behind it. Right. Is probably genuine and, you know, it's like, oh, okay. It's just getting philosophical for no reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of it really does tie back to Wild at Heart because those are all things we're supposed to and meant to be doing um, in real life. You know? That's yeah. in our DNA. Can't change it. Don't know why you'd want to. I mean, no offense if you want to, though. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge anybody here. Yeah. Well, that e- well, even one of the points you brought up in that that second video that you sent me is speaking truth. That was another one. You know, where you're the manipulator, and you're the example he gave is being a manipulator to have a sexual partner for the night. Impulsive pleasure, impulsive pleasures, having that total- totalitarian like mindset, even a, a mindset of tyranny, because you're like you're you're the guy, you're the masculine, you know, the guy taking over, right? Yeah. Versus the, again, the highest good, you know. Um, saying things that make you feel stronger, but that are truthful. Listening, but listening to others. And I put this in brackets. I put all results are best under the particular circumstances. And that part is only he's saying like, you know, people say good luck, bad luck. Well, it, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever happened at that moment, whether it's good or bad at that moment, it's meant to be like that, no matter what. And then you you move, you make you, you then adapt, make the, your next decision to move forward with whatever you're doing. But the aim is always the highest good, speaking truth, you know, that, that part. 
Yeah, I think the speaking the speaking truth thing definitely speaks to me, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but just because I definitely feel that some people are just so caught up in like a way of thinking that they're not taking time to be truthful to themselves. Yeah. I, I yeah. wish I could come up with an example. Well, even right off well, the bat. well, one thing I'm gonna add, just add on to is one thing that he says like, if you lie, and I put if you, he he said if you lie, and I put if you have to lie. I, I underlined have. I you know I I made that bold. If you have to lie, it may be damaging to your soul because then that corruption allows a consequence to then come to fruition as they may because you're, you're already in the bad. So if something bad happens from your manipulation, from your corruption, then you shouldn't expect anything good anyways. And that goes back to lying, not speaking truth. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, one analogy that kind of comes to the top of my head is like um, it's not really happening nowadays, at least not as often. I mean, a year ago it was definitely a lot more um, – it's like prevalent on the news, but the whole like cop thing, you know, like where there was just like a slew of stories about, um, you know, uh, cops like, you know, allegedly taking advantage of their power and like killing unarmed people or yeah. whatever, you know, like right. that whole, you know, media frenzy they had for about a year with that. It's kind of calmed down, but thank anyway. I'm so thank God it's kind of calm. Yeah, down. I mean it's it's really no calm down. No Jesus kidding Christ. though. Like but, it, it, I, I feel maybe we can agree is like at some point it seemed like it's gonna go on forever. Seriously, it felt like it at least for me it felt, and now it. As we're talking about, it's like, yeah, it has calmed down, which yeah. is a good thing. You know, it's kind of like yeah, it's, it's an awesome thing. It's gone out of the media for now. Yeah, know? it's At great. Um, but anyway, like, like some people, as far as maybe like they're not really speaking truth. Like, it's like you know, okay, they're trying to make this you know another story about you know um, slamming on a cop because he had to you know use a firearm and he shot an unarmed dude. But maybe it was an unarmed dude that was like like coming on him to attack him. You know, in which case, you know, it's a justified shooting. Right. Yep. And you know, so I mean, I don't know. Like, some people just seem to be really illogical about some things, and they're just so caught up in the in the social justice cause of it, which is great. It's great to like feel like you know you want things to be done like with justice. It's awesome. Not like discrediting that, but you have right. to be truthful about whether this actually happened a certain way or not, and you have to be willing to accept others' like perceptions and others, you know like ideas and stories and then use that to formulate and bounce off of your own. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like super close minded, like right. close minded about it to the point where you're more in danger of, of lying to yourself about the situation, about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Cause it, we've talked about that where you, if you repeat something enough, you, know, you start to, you begin to believe it. Mm -hmm. And even one thing that's mentioned in the, in the Joe Rogan podcast with Jordan Peterson was where he, that for the first time ever in his, like in his, in Jordan's history where he didn't get that grant that money fund and it might be because he's like he's just doing away with the whole pc thing he's like no truth i'm seeking truth that's all i care about that's all i give a shit about i don't care about like what i said earlier what he said is you know i don't care if you're gay or trans whatever but the truth you cannot say biology isn't real you cannot be promoting this stuff if that's that's false it's com it's not even an opinion it's completely false yeah there's n there's no justification to that and that that's what drew me in from the from the Joe Rogan podcast, and now I haven't gone back to actually take notes on that one because I stopped. But then you sent me this video, so I just kind of just went on it. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna keep going. But I, I mean, definitely a new person that Jordan Peterson. I had never heard. I mean, I've obviously seen his name because because of Joe Rogan, because of JRE. But um, last week with me, it was me and Brian, and I I brought up uh, uh, Neil Strauss. Ramit Sethi, like some of these guys that are quote, I mean, they're new. I mean, people, I would say people know them around the world. That's why they're in Tools of Titans. You know, they're obviously known. Tim Ferriss knows who they are. But it's cool that these past two weeks have been over like new people. Like we're talking about, you know, new things. Because I know I've been trying at least to 
relate how I'm using, you know, Jocko's, you know, uh, mindset as far as, you know, extreme ownership and ego check and all that stuff. And then Tim Ferriss as well and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And now it's like Jordan Peterson, Neil Strauss, Rumi said, like new names that, you know, maybe listeners haven't heard before or maybe you guys hadn't heard before up until now. I know Neil Strauss is a, was a big one last week. I don't know if you've had a chance to hear, hear it yet, our podcast. But we got pretty deep into Neil Strauss last, towards the end of the podcast last week. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Peterson, man, su- such a such a brain that, that's amazing to pick. Yeah, I was, I was super into it. As I was saying, I listened to it like – like five times in, in this past week. But it was just so refreshing more than anything to hear a guy just speak some truth. Like and just unashamed, you know, just yeah. speaking it, dropping it. And have like, you tried to emulate any of that? Like just like consciously going through anything and being like, Okay, you know, being in put being in a mental pickle and then deciding, you know, the latter of truth. I don't know. I feel like I'm usually okay about being honest. Like I feel like I'm pretty honest with myself and, and um like pretty honest with people around me about like how I'm feeling and such. So, I mean, right. I don't know. I'm sure there yeah. are moments where I could be better about it. Cause I'll definitely have times where I'm faulty, but I don't know. Like, it's just refreshing to hear him talk about like truth, especially with some of these, um, like, you know, political topics and, um, gender topics and, and all this stuff. It's like, man's like someone just like gets it. And it's just like, it just makes sense. And, and he has such a well-constructed, like, you know, background and and knowledge about everything um because he's a clinical psychologist right and and well you know like he's not just some random dude you know he's like studied this and read on philosophy and has learned psychology and he's studied majorly about all these things and he just relays all this knowledge in a very like truthful very simple to understand no bullshit kind of way but he's also just so nice about it too yeah well if you if you because did you listen to the jre episode or did you watch it on youtube uh listened Okay, if you watch him on the Jerry at the beginning, he's there with his hand on his chin. He's kind of just there, and and Joe Rogan's like, "Hey, man, like, you know, how's it going? Whatever." And then he's like, "He's like, you're in quite a, like a predicament, but yet you look so calm, like in the, along those words, right?" Because he he's literally like just like I mean, no one can see now, but the guys can see me. Where you just he just has a, he's just kind of there, and you can see it in his face. So you can read it where, you know, his brain is working, but he's just you wouldn't you if you if you if you can't read faces, if you don't know how to read faces. Um, not that I'm a, like a pro, but I just I I I'm work I'm working on it. And I work on it every day. That's one of the things I work on every day. But you just see his face, and it, it, you can see his brain working because his eyes are, are tuned in a certain way. But yet his his calm tone is just so calm. You know, it's it's chill. It's super chill. Yeah, and well, very articulate too. Yeah, very articulate, and he just has such a n- nice way about things. Like the way he feels about it is exactly the way I feel about it. Like I don't I don't care how you like lead your life, whether you're straight, gay, transgender, I don't I don't care. Like that's not like an ultimate judge of you as a person in my mind. Like, you know, it's just like how you treat other people is really what it comes down to for me. How great of a human being are you? You know, I don't really care what like gender or, or sexuality you identify with. As long as you're doing doing good unto others. But and that's just like where he seems to be coming from too. Like, you know, he's like I don't like care if you're you know, transgender or whatever. So I just want you to be like honest with yourself and like honest about like what's going on. It's like, yeah, I identify with that. Right. Yeah, because it's perfect because we're we're actually moving along on these notes really good. So the third point is educating yourself. That's that's what the third point he brings up on that on that individual YouTube video. He talks about reading and writing, and if, if when you when you learn to write, and I th- I have to say, he he brings up uh, rhetoric, like rhetoric and, uh, humanities, like, you know, those types of literature and and Englishes that you can study. And 
Now, I think for those, if, if you don't have, if you don't go to school for English and you go, well, you go to school for college, I feel like this particular learning that he's talking about, learning through writing, occurs after you've graduated. Because I know now whenever I'm writing a blog or um, even, okay, even in this journal that I'm doing, and I'm doing five minutes in the morning. As soon as I wake up, that's the first thing I do. No social media, no nothing. I get, I get out of bed. I set my stopwatch. I open my journal. Write five minutes, no more, no less. I put, the, I literally put the, I, or I'll finish the sentence, or I'll put the pen down depending on where I'm at at five minutes. Do that. But even with that, as I'm writing, that fluency of like thought is, it's, it's just, it's, just, it's like a, it's a tool. You know, it's, it's a muscle that you and. It ties into like you, Eddie, because you write. You know, you write music. It's the same idea. I'm the idea of writing and learning to write, and then using that to progress in whatever you want. To do. Yeah, I do that every day myself. I've I've been doing it um, ever since it was like pretty much like instilled in me to do it, like taking songwriting classes. So yeah, it's like journaling is something I do just yeah. about every day. But yeah, and free writing especially. Yeah, yeah, because I told Brian I'm like, man, because I was like maybe two, three days in, and I already felt just the difference. It was actually Thursday to be specific. No, Thursday? No, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday to, to be specific because I wrote that morning. I went to work, and then I went to jiu-jitsu. And as soon as jiu-jitsu ended, I felt a certain, like, just wavelength of, like, smooth, like, just a smooth wavelength just kind of come over me. And my mind was in a particular just space. It was just in a particular space. And I told Brian, like, man, I wonder if that's what it was. You know, re releasing thoughts in the morning whatever that monkey mind is, and then going to jiu-jitsu because you have, you have certain things to focus on, which is really life and death in that situation. You know you're not going to die, but you're still in that mindset, right? So doing that. And then that leads to, or what I'm going to lead it to, is something that, that Jordan says, arguments move the world forward. Mm. But, and this is continuing this, if, and I put this in brackets, if the argument is tight, lucid, well-constructed, carefully thought through, and that's what uh, continuing this conversation is like that. It's like, yes, you know, you, you can't argue that biology isn't real. And I, and maybe we're just going to go off this, this, we're just going to use this because it, it, it's, it's not mind blowing, but it does boggle my mind. Yeah. To try well, to erase something. And it, I kind of tie it to interstellar where like, Oh, the moon landing wasn't real and whatever, you know, like, they, they portray that. Like, mm -hmm. sir, sir, your daughter, you know, she's, she's saying the moon landings are real and, we found out that, that they're not, quote unquote, and it's like, man, you. In this case of biology, you cannot. I, I don't feel you can say that. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to discredit what's been proven for years and years and years and years and years, but um, I don't know. The main thing that bothers me with today's, um, at least our generation, as as far as how people argue, maybe it's not just a generational thing. Like I, I think I've experienced experienced this. Sorry, <laughs> I think I've experienced this with with a vast number of individuals. Um, of all ages, yeah. But right, like yeah, where, yeah. where people just argue to to just make their statement, and you know they're just listening to reply and not listening to understand. I think we've talked about that before yeah. somewhere, but that yeah, somewhere specifically exactly that. Yeah. That that specifically aggravates me the most because that's not how you go about an argument. You don't go about like shouting your viewpoint. Try to understand yeah. the other one, and then um, not only that, but you know how you win an argument, right? So you win an argument by um, asking the uh, the other individual questions and like probing them um, with questions until they realize that their argument is invalid or that their points um, you know until they like come to a conflict to a dissonance with their own argument that they can't defend it right. and they see the faults in their own argument right 
It's like, that's the way you win an argument. You don't even like, have to shout really your opinion. You just got to ask the right questions to make them realize that there's faults in their argument. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing is like uh, something that I, I don't know if it was Josh, Josh Waitzkin or Remy. It's one of them two for sure that they talk about with Tim Ferriss about if the person you're talking with, in this case, I think it was it was, had to be Josh Waitzkin because he, he would train with dirty jiu-jitsu players, right? So in one of the tournaments, he was going, I think, against a Russian, and he was just trying to – the Russian was like he was a dirty player, right? He was just dirty and whatever. And Josh's, uh, I guess, retaliation was smiling back at him. So he said he basically had him on the floor crying like a baby at the end because he was smiling after everything. After every single round, he was just smiling and keeping that that dichotomy of, okay, if this guy's getting lit, you know, his, his, his emotions rising, you do the opposite. You, know, you, you tone it down, talk nice and calmly, you don't yell, or you don't get, you don't get aggravated yourself. Because imagine that, like, I think it was Ramita that says, like, man, like, that's pretty, cra- cra- it's crazy enough to train with dirty players, and then you meet, like, one of those real dirty players in a tournament. So, there's, you know, it's a game, game for everybody, right? And, uh, but yeah, doing that. And I know I, I, I do that now. Even when I talk to my team for this challenge, I said, I can't motivate you through yelling. I'm like, that's not my angle. I'm like, I can give you your tools. I can be here every day. If you need anything, you can contact me. But I'll rarely yell. And like more and more, more and more now, I've been yelling less at the gym. Like there's just like there's just no space for it because um, it's it's not effect- it's not effective if everybody's yelling. Yeah, and then people don't like getting yelled at either. Yeah, it's like man, like doesn't work for everybody. For, exactly, it's not, and for some people it does. So I get it, and for some people it doesn't. Right. And and for the most part, there's definitely a centralized like blindfold like blinders going straight forward saying oh yeah you need to motivate through yelling and this and that and it's like now i've seen i've seen high school students give up on their coaches because the coach yells too much so i was like no that it, to me that is false because i've seen it in kids and if you go into a classroom and you yell at them and they they talk back to you it obviously is not their angle you have to flank you have to find the right flank the right thing to get their attention mm-hmm. i love that going back to where we started from this the uh Arguments yeah. move the world forward. Argu- arguments move the so world forward. So true. And I wrote that in quotes because that, that's, that, that's from Jordan himself. Uh, another cool point was, because usually for me, I try to have at least three good reasons to maybe do something or make a decision or anything relevant, right? I try to have three things that solidifies that, you know. And Jordan says you should have five rationales. I was like, damn, like, like having two more rationales for everything else, like, or from here on out. And, like, I haven't, I haven't consciously tried it because I'm still trying to, like, just the facts. To me, I've been so, quote, unquote, used to having three good reasons, but now I have to come up with five. And I think depending on the situation, I mean, five can be, you know, a lot. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. I like the part where he talks about, like, you know, um, like we got all these – younger generation people like you know complaining about how the world is like whether it's the economy or the political situation in this country right now or whatever and he's like you can't go and complain about this really complex thing that you do not understand (laughs) when you cannot like clean up your room (laughs) yes i I recall that part i don't remember in details but i do recall that part you you cannot do that and that was one thing that made me i'm like damn it my room's like eh like people can walk in but it's not the best I am trying to declutter, and I, I, that's why I post shit on, on eBay and on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat to try to get rid of some of, some of this stuff. But, I mean, it's just it's stagnant, so it's like, well, it's not moving, then it's not moving. I, I can't do anything but keep promoting and keep pushing you know, pro, 
for all intents and purposes, products to eBay and, you know, social media. Right, right, right. But yeah, I do remember that. I was like, damn, I look around like, shit. <laughs> like, well, at least I like, clean up when the guys come over. So, well, he's so, he's, uh, he's so right talking about, like, well, the economy is this majorly, majorly complex thing. And just calling it complex feels like an understatement. It's totally complex. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's beyond that. And, like, same thing with, like, with how the world operates and functions, you know. But, and with that being said, I feel like there's definitely a lot of people, especially in our generation at the moment, um, could just be where we're all at in life, where we have, like, we see all these problems and complaints and we just, I mean, at the good of our hearts, like, at the core of things, just want to solve it. But everyone's just so set, it feels like, on their ways, whether that way is, like, left or right, Republican or Democrat or whatever. Like, there just seems to be that. Like, I guess, like, that two-sidedness, which really bothers me, because I don't think there are answers in either side. I think it's much more, like, to I think it's much more than that, you know? Well, one thing that I, I'm going to try to, or not try to, but one thing I'm going to kind of tie in is, uh, as far as it being, like, you know, there's no black or white, you know, there's, there's it's pretty much a gray uh, with my team channel. So, yesterday... The 20th was the official first day of the team challenge. I got my, I actually got, I got my five on time, and then another client signed up at the last minute, which is cool, because um, I hadn't talked to her. I was, I was, I honestly, I filled up my team as soon as I could, and then I started helping other teams fill up their team. I started helping other teams fill up their teams, because I wanted everybody to have a team. Because at some point, like the, there was a question like, if so, if a if a certain trainer didn't get didn't meet like the minimum to have their own individual team we're gonna merge teams and i was like hell no i ain't gonna merge like no like i i i want this to be my own little six week uh experiment for myself too because like if if i can implement the things i've learned of leadership if i've learned them well then things should go well now there's gonna be things that maybe i didn't foresee you know unmitigated things you know details that i may might have overseen but in general definitely using it to also evaluate myself anyway so that started yesterday and one of my main points that i talked to him about once we were done with like the requirements that need the i guess the pre-challenge requirements i brought up was that they need to do something every single day because a lot of the other teams are going to be focusing on either working out like on saturdays or sundays and having like a team workout and whatever and i'm like i guarantee you will see results if you do a little bit every day and that's that gray area, you know, as opposed to doing, like, in this case, in, as opposed to doing one team workout every Saturday for six weeks. That's only six workouts of, like, team workouts. That's, and that, and the thing is that you need to do something, at least my argument is that you need to do something every day. So there's no black and white saying, oh, if you come every Saturday, you're going to get results. No, if you do something every day, you're going to get results. And the next little metaphor that I came up with, I'm like, you can't eat bad for five days and expect to have results with eight in one day good, you know, or six bad days in one good day. Yeah. It's a, To me, it's the equivalent of your workouts. You have to work out seven days a week, six days a week, five days a week, okay. But, you know, that there's no black and white. It's a little bit every day. And, and I'm working on it too. You know, as far as my stuff, which we went off like on a whole fucking podcast two, two episodes ago. But, uh... But that, that's my whole point is that, guys, there's no black and white. There's no one solution. It's a, it's a number of solutions. And actually, that yesterday morning, Saturday, I took the book for our body. I'm like, if you want to know, I'm like, it's in that book. Yeah. I'm like, you guys can go get, read it. You guys can go buy it. And I actually had one client. She's like, hey, what book? And she took a picture of it so she can go get it. I'm like, good for you. You know, whatever. But I'm like, half the stuff is derived from that. And then, like, 
quote unquote the leadership stuff is based off you know extreme ownership and the right. stuff I've been reading. But uh, yes, so that that's all I'm tying. I just wanted to tie into that is that there's you know, it, for the most part you have to play the middle. You have to be able to under that. That's the only way you're gonna understand because you have like Eddie. Let's just say you have you have point of view A, and Brian has point of view B. But you guys got to meet at point of view F because that's what just ties into everything. Because if, maybe you come to disagree, you come to agree to disagree, and that's it. But you cannot leave out what's fact, you know, from both sides. Yeah. Which which was the basis of this conversation, anyways. You know, what we talk about, what you've mentioned, you know, we've mentioned a few times of Man, that period. Is um is agreeing to disagree just a really like nice way of saying I don't really give that much of a shit? Like most of the time, I feel like it is. I think because I've been. I've been guilty of doing that once or twice. Or I'm like, well, let's agree to disagree because, and really, I've I've explained my like my point of view of an argument where, and and it's what we've talked about before. Like, you know, if it's just a, a yelling match and there's really no like objective to try to understand the other perspective or to try to get the person to understand that their logic is flawed or their argument is flawed, then it's pointless. Like, why are you arguing? Like. Right. The other, either one person is too stubborn or too set in their ways to really um, try to understand the other point of view. Even try, you know, whether it's flawed or not. You, I feel like you at least have to try to see where they're coming from, and if you understand or you get them to understand where it's flawed, a flawed argument, then you know, mission accomplished. But when you say let's agree to disagree, it's because you really don't care to get them there. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to tie in this, was from episode 210, still using Tim Ferriss' podcast, um, was Adam was in this situation, and he gets asked, what will it take for me to convince you otherwise? Like, to convince you against your own thought. And then Tim was like, man, that's a great question. And, and Adam's like, that's like that's the best question you can ask. Because from there, it's the Neil Gross, the Tyson, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson thing too, where, you know, you get to a certain point of there's no agreement. Okay, I'm just gonna go get a, go get a burrito. That you have a that's a, that's what Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna get a burrito. You guys, minutes. yeah, you guys have a good day. You yeah, know, whatever. Just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, the whole one it comes down to. Okay, was, that, that's a really great question. Is you know, is like, well, what's it gonna take for me to convince you otherwise? And if the answer is nothing, then you're never gonna be moved. So. Forget it. Go so get a burrito. Let me go get a burrito. Yeah. That, that, that's what Tim Ferriss like. Oh, I'm going to go get a burrito. You know, whatever. And they, yeah. they, they then continue the conversation. But um, that's good stuff. Yeah. Man. I like that. Yeah. It goes back to, I know um, when I mentioned that is uh, Neil's thing was pretty much that. And then saying like he thinks, Neil, Neil thinks that um, if an argument is not won by either side within five minutes, then no side wins. Yeah. The argument's done. I don't know. Some people I've so told that to some people, and and um, some people have responded back saying like, no, well, five minutes isn't really enough time for either side to present their points. Is like, well, if you can't present present your points simply, then do you really know <laughs> your you own read, points? You read, read my mind, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, it's so funny, man. And it's not even that it's it's not that it's funny, but when we find parallels like this between you know some of the best to me some of the best thinkers in the world. That it's like, why, why, you, I mean, now, so I feel like maybe sometimes you should, you should question it and do your own research, but the depth that Josh Waitzkin goes into, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tim Ferriss, Jordan Peterson, like the depth that they go to of their research, 
leaves them very solidified and like lets me then recommend them to other people and then us be able to talk to it here and for the people listening you know hopefully if you haven't done it yet you know you start wanting to go dive into some of these people because they're they're amazing you know and tony robbins gary v jocko willink all these guys their minds are amazing and and the cool thing is we you don't even have to pick pick their brain they're giving you like their information for the most part they're giving you their research their experience um, speaking of experience i actually had a good conversation with my dad on the way home before meeting you guys right now um we're talking about not careers oh, ice cream man. um pause <laughs> right <laughs> <Elote>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, shoot you're talking about um about your dad and talk conversation. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, because we're on a, we're on a way back. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because it had to do with uh some of the some of the moves that are gonna happen soon. And I was uh it had to do with with business and leadership. Oh well, I initially I had brought up uh what me and Brian were talking about last week as far as possibly at some point within the next five years holding these leadership slash financial literacy conferences or t- uh, class-esque uh, situations or uh, assemblies for high school students. And my thing was we need experience. Yes. That's the only thing that's keeping us from doing it now. And Agreed. going to schools and saying, hey, we we know this. <laughs> you should let us talk to your students. And it's like, well, what experience do you have? Well, I, I'd substitute teach. And I've said it before. Like, at some point, me and you talked about sort of like a consulting, you know, type of role. And it's like, well, fuck. Like, really, you need credibility to, yeah. you know, get your name out there and be able to say, I can, we can, you know, give you advice on this because we've done it or, you know. Right. So, but yeah. I've mentioned it before yeah. where it was like, dude, we need credibility. We, need, we need something. So so this is another point. So the muster's coming up, 003 muster in Austin. And I was when I found out, and I, I even looked, of, of course, the price. I mean, it, it's it's not an outrageous. For me, it's definitely worth it. I even told Brian, I'm like, I will sleep in my car if I can go to that damn conference. I don't even care. And even Eddie, he's like, hey, man, you can take this, you can take the day off. You know, you can, you know we, we have a gig at Hills that day already planned, already scheduled. And so that was a situation, and I and I told my dad because my mom was like, no, like you you can't go because like it's expensive, right? I'm like it is, and she's like, I know I know you want to go, I know why you want to go, but not yet, right? And I said, no, because the reasons why you probably think I want to go are probably not the reasons I want to go, because I've read the book four times, I listen to every single Jocko podcast, I do uh, I listen to other thing other people that have interview, interviewed Jocko or Leif, so I. I understand the principles to where I'm, I am implementing them now. What I'm looking for when I do make a muster, which probably will be ne- – I'm now going to plan for a muster next year, uh, probably in San Diego because Jocko has his jiu-jitsu gym over there. So I would love to go train over there with Jocko and, like, some of those guys over there. So that's kind of my one-year goal. Anyways, but for this experience would be meeting business people that – are yearning for the same mind mindset and leadership because it's a leadership conference, you know. There and there's and it, I'm I argue that's gonna it's gonna sell out. So it would be saying I would go. It would be 399 people and myself, and I have 48 hours to meet 
everybody. You know, like that that's be that would be my goal. And uh that that's where we tied in that's where I tied in at least um meeting people that could who knows what, what what that would hold. Meeting people from all over Texas and all over the US that maybe they couldn't make the last muster in New York City, but they can go to Austin so they're going to fly in. You know, they're going to fly in from wherever they're from or maybe their company's going to fly them in cuz that's just the better route because a company can't afford to bring Jocko and Leif to the company, so they're going to send one person out, one leader out to bring this information back. But um, that's where we then dived, that, this is what I was going to say, that's where we dived into the whole experience thing that led to, he's like, man, my dad's like, man, in 15 years, you know, you guys, I think you guys will know, and he's like, shit, in 10 years, he's like, at the rate, he's like, at the rate you're reading and you're going, and then interacting with Brian and Eddie, and then retracting to the gym, and doing everything, he's like, he's like, within 10 and I'm like like three to five <laughs> you know like I'm like I'm, I'm I have a way smaller window and 10 would be okay with me but if if we can keep moving you know I see in three to five I think it's very possible you know because at this point and we've mentioned this we're like getting older and I'm I'm only looking forward to that because I'm only going to know more things mm-hmm. so yeah in three years who who freaking know we don't know so like yeah I, that's what I was gonna say that's why. That's why I wanted to tie into uh, I, well, the experience with the, this point that I brought that we had talked about of experience that then leads to wanting to educate students in financial literacy and leadership, uh, and only those two points because that's what I focus on. I focus on leadership, and Brian focuses on liter- uh, financial literacy, and that's what it would revolve around. Um, what that would turn into would is gonna is gonna amaze me because it's 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 definitely a possibility because right now nothing's out of question. Nothing's Everything's up for grabs at the moment, and the whole point is just to keep learning and keep moving. And I, I know there's there's attempts, there's already things out there for financial literacy, either done by, I know, this wasn't research. I think they were actually trying to go up and make presentations, but the College of Business here at UTRGV, okay. well, back then, UTPA, they were, they were out there trying to give presentations on financial literacy. I know my bank has done a couple, so... I know there's already things out there, but I still don't think it's enough. I wish it was like on a on a much larger scale to where it reaches the majority of of you know students mainly because yes. I feel like a lot of students get out of they they get out of high school and either go straight into the workforce or go into college without really knowing anything about their own bank account mm-hmm. and you know and how any of those things work or or you know where to keep their money. Should they just stash it under the mattress? <laughs> yeah, put savings, it in the savings account, account? Or, or maybe they should start investing it, and you know, and 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 some information on that. So, I I really, that's something I, I'd really like to do. You know, not that it's not being done, but it should. I feel like it should be done on a larger scale because it's part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's not done enough here? I don't know. Like I I like I I don't. I guess the fact that I, I don't know if it's being done enough says it's not being done enough. Fair. Like, if I could say with 100% certainty, yes, it's being done enough. And these then, people are doing then it. Then it would be, yeah. Then it would be enough. But yeah. I don't think any, I don't think, like, the majority of the population here in our community is receiving, like, this information. The majority of, the st- of like, students, you know? Right. I don't know if this That's is the kind of... I don't know. This is the kind of financial literacy, like um, or literacy. Is that what you said? Sorry, literacy. I'm yeah. like English is weird to me lately. <laughs> um, I don't know. If this is the kind of thing you're going towards, but I hear like a lot of like complaints. Sometimes it comes in waves, and when it does like come, these complaints like come all at once. I feel like 
but I, th- I feel like I see a lot of people going like, why didn't they give us like a class in high school about how to do your taxes or how to do this and do that and do that, right? Yeah, and it's not necessarily, I mean, you can hire somebody or, or you know, you can do your own taxes on yeah. on like apps and stuff now. TurboTax, so one example. Yeah, so it's not necessarily on how to do your taxes, but at least the concepts behind taxes, like why you pay taxes, where they're going to, or like, wh- you know, and then retirement accounts. I get questions, a lot of questions from, you know, my peers like about, um, retirement accounts and 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 stuff like that, and there's there's a lot of penalties and taxation that goes into that when you when you take a distribution or if you cash out early. So I feel like it's more of kind of real life things, and not necessarily how to do your taxes, but at least the basis behind it. And 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 um, I guess this is one thing that uh, one of my finance professors in college used to say. He's like, uh, tax. Oh, what was it? Tax evasion is illegal. Tax avoidance is not. So things like that, like how do you minimize your taxable income for your benefit? Not not because you're trying to screw over the government and because you're not trying to pay taxes, but because it'll benefit your wealth, you know, down the line or, or put more money in your pocket now to, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to launch your own, you know, fashion design, your own um, grocery market, you know, whatever. Like it's it's to help you, I guess, on a personal level. Um so things like that, like retirement, you know, how to put more money in your pocket, how to invest it. Um, and even like down down to like I said earlier about some people not knowing how their bank accounts work. So because I know that's something that I have a, a friend who teaches in the PSJA district. He teaches fourth grade. And I think he this year was his first year teaching fourth grade. So the year before he was teaching about like debits and credits in in your bank account at third grade, I was like, That's I didn't learn awesome. that until like two years into like college. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now I don't I don't know how everybody else feels about it, and I don't know if I think it's too soon third grade, but the fact that it's being done that there's an initiative out there already, I I think it's awesome. Yeah. Can you go into Rich Dad Poor Dad a little bit? Oh man, it's Robert been a while. Kiyosaki. It's been a while, but for me, like what what Rich Dad Poor Dad was. Um, it was kind of pointing out some some things that I had learned already, like in basic accounting, and it was pointing them out, and it was it's things that I had kind of forgotten with, like the amount of detail that I went into, like other other areas of finance in college with like retirement planning and like some real estate and stuff like that. So it's things that I had kind of forgotten, but he kind of brings you back, and even at some point kind of like draws pictures and says, "This is an asset. This is a liability," and. Uh, one thing that I think I think it's from this book where he mentions that a lot of people consider their home an asset, oh, crap. but really it's a liability because it's as long as you're living in it, like it's not making you money. You're spending money on that house, so it's the a house is an asset if you're if it's generating you income. Like if you're renting it out or if you're gonna flip it and sell it, that's when it becomes an asset. And I think that's that's really important. And I think another another example was like a car. Like, uh, and I feel like everybody, well, I don't know about everybody, but this is like a huge uh, thing. Or like, when did I hear about this? Someone told me like a new car is, or a car in general is actually like the worst investment you can make. And it's because you're just going to like basically throw money at it. It's not going to make you any money. And it's only and it has like the worst uh, depreciation, depreciation rate. Yes, yes, yes. So he kind of brings you back to to 
to little things like that that we maybe forget in like our everyday lives, especially with kind of all the distractions we have now. And so Rich Dad Poor Dad, he kind of compares um, how his like rich dad raised him and how his poor dad raised him. His poor dad was he had like a doctorate's degree and it was his biological dad. And his rich dad was actually lesser educated and was his best friend's dad, but taught him from a very young age about business and you know everyday like finances and that's how the rich dad made his money just kind of working and being smart about about his finances and his poor dad was just always like safe route i'm gonna go to school and get a job but he never made any money yeah i watched this video uh that can be found on youtube and if you type in just robert kiyosaki which is k-i-y-o-s-a-k-i and it says uh how to get out of debt and then, or how to lower your debt and become rich, something like that. Either way, it's along those lines. It'll come up, rich dad, poor dad. But in this video, it all he also brings up like mindset, where you know, once you t- once you say out loud, once you think, oh, I can't afford it, then you can't afford it. You what you want to flip, and he says it's simple. Instead of saying, I can't afford it, how can I afford it? Yeah, I think that's some, that's something he brings in the book too. Um, where it's like you kind of set a goal and instead of instead of I guess dismissing it you you say how can I do this and and then you'll do it and there is one story in the book also that he says um his his rich dad had him and his friend uh work for him basically for free and that was like one lesson it's like this is how you're going to become rich you're going to work for free I was like, well, how, like, how does that even make sense? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And I think he was like 10 years old. He's like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm working my butt off here, like, hours out of my day after getting out of mm-hmm. school. Like, you know, I'm working my butt off for, like, hours a day just stocking shelves with these products, and I'm not making any money. And that led him to, I forgot what it was that that they had. So let's say it was, like, they had, like, empty aluminum cans there. Um, at the store, and because he was spending so much time at the store, he, he noticed and he asked if he could take those, and then he'd go and, like, cash them out for money. And it was like, well, you know, that that's that was the lesson. Because you're not making any money here, you're going to try to figure out how to have more, like, streams of income. And so it was, it, and I remember, he started, like, a library in his bedroom of, like, baseball cards or comics or something like that. And so these comics, I think there were old comics that at the store they were getting rid of, they were going to throw, they're going to trash. So he said, can I have them? He took them home and charged like 10 cents per person to come in and just read the comics in his room. And he he made a bunch of money like that while he was working for free at, at the store. So it was like, I was like, damn, this guy. <laughs> and that's been kind of like one argument. I know I had this kind of like debate, inner debate with myself. Like, you know, how do you know? Or is it is it actually, um, are you hurting yourself by asking for a raise? Like, could you just keep your, you know, quote-unquote shitty pay and find other ways of making money? Like, yeah. if you just ask for a raise, then maybe you're going you're gonna to become content with that and not try to further yourself in any other aspect. Right. You're going to be satisfied with that one stream of income. So rather than ask for a raise, we'll figure out how else you can make money and Cause diversify. One thing, one thing that, because I used to argue, yes, you should ask for a raise to get more and whatnot. And now, because they basically own you for that time that you're there, so when they give you a raise, you owe them more time. 
that's the way I think about it now. Before I was like, no, you should ask for a raise. Like this bullshit. Because I did it myself. Yeah. Like, this bullshit. Like I, you know, to a point to where I'll, I'll quit the job and I don't give a shit at that point for that particular situation. But now, you know, it's it's like, let that be. Give them only that a lot of time and use your the rest of your time to make more money. Yes, to make more money. Find something else that you do like. Find you know, uh, my cousin. She started uh, baking goods and she just she's just selling to like just friends and stuff. But that's leaking. And I told her because she talked. We talked for like three hours on Monday, and I was like, keep it organic. I'm like, just keep it like that for now. Cause it's 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 just a side hustle. I'm like, cause I feel like for now, if you try to go social media, if you try to go too like in, you're gonna you you might get. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed and then you're not you're not going to get the output that you want you're not going to get the sales that you want because you're expecting all this revenue that's not going to come yet i'm like if you keep it organic for now and you just keep selling keep you know keep making you know f- six bucks here ten bucks here whatever however she charges mm-hmm. just keep it organic i'm like if they're good people are telling people anyways you're still getting orders word of mouth is also still one of the it's best th- ways. number one it's yeah. still number one aside from like to me it's th- that's number one and ads because ads are so cheap right now that I would argue for ads because I had, I think for the po- this, the last podcast, two podcasts ago, so episode, it will be episode 17, I think for, I mean, it's not a lot, but for 64 views, I paid like $1.78 or something. It was like three cents per view. Super cheap. That's because it went up a penny too. Like I, I marked that. Like fuckers, it went up a penny. But it's okay. It's still, it's still three cents. You know, it's not even five, it's not even a nickel, you know, per, per view. And, I don't know if I've explained when you've been here, but like the the cost per view only they only charge you when the viewer clicks and watches at least thirty seconds of the video, so you don't get charged until that point. Gotcha. Uh, I did watch this uh, guy who, and he has a decent. He has like four, I think like forty thousand followers on his on his YouTube channel. But he gave he gave his opinion on Ty Lopez, Gary V, and some other guy. A uh, Ramsey, Ramsey something. You know Ramsey something? No. Or something Ramsey, Mike Ramsey, Jordan Ramsey. I don't know. Anyways, there's a Ramsey there. Either way, so when he got to Ty Lopez, because he did Ty Lopez last because that was like his biggest deal, and he's like, at some point, he's like, I don't want to argue for him, but he's he's a social media marketer. Like, that's what he does, right? And he's like, every time you skip an ad, that lets him keep those three cents to then prom- find somebody that's going to like his ad and then go buy his product. So as long as you keep skipping the ad as opposed to like letting him gain his deal but still not buying his product, then you've taken now his three cents. So he, don't have, he doesn't have those three cents to spend on somebody else. So it's kind of made me rethink skipping ads because at least for me, and we've talked about this I think last week where if like anything, any type of hashtag or search, like where it's business, finance, like that, that's what mine revolves around, business, finance, leadership, you know, some music, but not too much anymore. Um, so I get generally the same five, four or five ads, right? And four of them are from Ty Lopez, you know? Yeah. <laughs> four out of the five ads are from Ty Lopez. And I always skip at last night when me, me, you, Danny, and Yola were hanging out. And I'm like, fucking Ty Lopez. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. like damn you it. Like skip ad, skip ad, yeah. skip ad. It's like, damn it. I just couldn't get out of it. But then listening to that guy and his, like, you know, his point of view and his rationale to why you should listen to ads or, or at least let the ads play out. It made sense to me, at least. That's like, man, I'm going to rethink skipping ads. Because, like, well, yeah, you know, you don't have to buy his product. But at least, you know, you won't get his ad for a while. <laughs> you know, you can let it, you know, sit for the next one. You know, because I think, I think the generation uh, the generation of that ad also accumulates based on that. Like, if you watch the ad, like, they maybe give you another one or they give you a new one or something like that. I think there's some type of an algorithm or something that 
does that. If you watch that ad, then you'll get another one, and you go from there. So I'm going to test that, but um, but that's the general synopsis of of uh, ads and ad revenue. And trying to get away from ads, well, wa- to get away from ads, you need to actually watch ads, not skip, <laughs> which goes back to SAT, SAT theory. So it makes sense. Yeah. Sure do hate those ads, though. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. They're they're annoying as hell, especially when they're from the same person. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, literally the same. <laughs> I hate that, like, very rare occasion, I'll online shop. So, like, for instance, whenever I bought my Whiskey Town shirt on eBay, um, the only ads that would pop up on my Facebook or on Google or whatever were always, like, Whiskey Town products. <laughs> I was like, stop. Yep. I got what I wanted. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, though. Just selling all of your information to companies. It's great. That's 20, 2017 for 2017, you. Yeah. And 16 and 15. It's no been kidding. happening for a while. Yeah, it's, I say it's, just, it's been happening. We're just, we're just way more. It just finally caught up to where it's like a, it's a thing now, at least in our situations at this moment. Because, I mean, two years ago I was in college still, so that was that. Mm-hmm. Why do you think word of mouth is still the best? Um, I think it, it gives, like, it gives a big uh, – like a better it gives it more credibility because it's all it's coming from somebody that you trust more than more than likely yeah. Or, yeah 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 like like for example if i had heard i don't know about a local restaurant on like instagram or twitter like it just came up on my feed i'd be like eh, whatever like someone paid to bring this to me but like if you or andy or someone else in my circle of friends told me about it you know someone who i whose opinion I value, then I'd be like, well, you know, there's some weight to this suggestion. Um, I'll check it out, you know? There's a Neil Strauss idea, and it's affirmation. So you trust the person more. And in his case, you know, we're the influencers. We're more likely to change his influence either which way to then buy or not buy the product based on our opinions because he trusts us with our opinions. So that af- gives him affirmation to make a decision on that product. Yeah. So, hey, that cake is good. And then you're like, hey, I, hey, I want to order one. Was it really that good? Like, yeah, dude, you, sh- you should get one. Done. Sell. Done. Boom. Yep. Man, I was watching um, reruns of Shark Tank because I feel like that's pretty much the only thing I watch on television except for the Spurs playoffs um, games lately. But even then, I've just kind of given up. So, because um, we all know how that's going. Sidebar, though, Golden State did blow a 3-0 lead last year. <laughs> they did, yeah. Just saying. Um, anyway, I was watching this rerun of Shark Tank, and this girl was explaining about how they really dialed in on their customers. It's online retail service, e-commerce. And um, without getting too much of what they do as a business, um, or getting into too much of what they do as a business, like she basically just like would always ask her customers what they thought of her product. And she would go off of that feedback and she'd have like you know her little algorithm and and data she'd enter from that, and um, and off of that make decisions, and so now she like has this huge like following, really loyal fan base where things spread through word of mouth very rapidly. And uh, well, she was doing all of this via social media, right? Basically taking surveys via social media, and I think this episode came out in like 2012 or 2013, so it was like a while back now, and um, well, um, well, Lori. Uh, one of the sharks was super impressed with that, like to the point where she said, 
I feel like I learned something from you today about how to run a business, like as far as using social media to like, you know, ask your customers what they think of your products and then going off of the, the data you get from that. And I was just like, really? I was just like, I feel like that's, that's a given. Like in my mind, that seems like a very obvious thing to do. Maybe it wasn't so obvious back then. But I don't know. Ultimately, that, uh, yeah, if, if that's something new to her, then that it just wasn't. And that, that's, that, that's interesting because, like, you know, where it's obvious, one thing that Echo Charles brought up, he's on Jocko Podcast. He's the, I guess the, you could say the program director. He just basically helps uh, put the podcast together for Jocko. Uh, he, one thing that he argued against Jocko for the sake of, like, a legitimate argument was the curse of knowledge. That was, that's what he called it, the curse of knowledge. And, you know, something that makes sense. And I've, I, said, I said this, you know, for the past year. It doesn't make sense. You don't know what one plus one is until the teacher teaches you mm-hmm. what one plus one is. Or you, or you learn it through. Now students can learn it through YouTube. I mean, you can learn what one plus one is. You can learn anything on YouTube. Uh, but that rationale of, you know, you, you don't know. I mean, some, some, ki- some people don't know. And even, and even Echo said, like, Jocko, you might not understand this. Like, you, like at this point, because he's just... Jocko's just going, he has his own little, like, freight train of, like, mindset and thoughts because he also, he also has his own, he has his self-discipline that, he, you know, he just does things, and that, that's just his rationale, there's no, as far as for his, him as an, as an individual, there's no way, there's no other way about it, right, than self-discipline, getting things done, but, uh, but ultimately, our, Echo's argument was factual because, you know, especially for civilians, you know, civilians don't have the same life, lifestyle as, you know, military guys, you know, totally totally different totally different and even and echo tied in really good because Jocko before this point Jocko had said where like these guys these military guys that are coming out of the service and now creating their own jobs like when they're dealing with civilians you cannot look down on a civilian for being a civilian it's like everybody chose their own path yeah so that's what he started with that was like like a, wi- a ways before and this was a three hour podcast it was, it was a great freaking podcast anyways um so then Jocko said that, you know, let's say 45 minutes before and then Echo tied it in later, 45, you know, 45 minutes later where he's like the curse of knowledge. Like it's a, it's a real thing. And, and for me, it ties in perfectly because it's like, yeah, one plus one does not equal two until you get taught. It's the same thing. Super awesome. Oh, shit. There was one thing one of my former supervisors used to say. Um, he'd say, I, I'm not going to tell you I can't do something. I just don't know how right now. I, I can do whatever I want as long as I learn, I, I gain you know that knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's tie in Jordan Peterson again. So his next, his, 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 this is his last point. Technically his last point of that 30-minute video was shaping yourself. And ultimately, if I, can sum, if I could summarize this part into two, uh, maybe two sentences, two or three sentences, it was... Create the heaven on earth you want now. Create the hell on earth that you can imagine, like with everything going wrong, everything you can imagine going wrong, and then like just use that to then template your your life, which then goes to not even the curse, not just knowledge, using that you know learning, you know growing, and uh, I just want I I guess I just want to say because I I feel like that shaping yourself then ties into what we're talking about, you know that knowledge and. And then everything else we've been talking about, you know, this is also that we've learned that there are s- a multitude of parallels now, you know, and, and I like you sent, you sent on the, I think on the group text where I think it was a video and you put parallels in all caps or maybe you sent it to me individually. And it's like, yes, like that, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for parallels to see, you know, what people around the world are, are finding that are similar to our mindset, 
or maybe have altered our mindset. You know, it has that just has a profound meaning or truth to it that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, the Lori, the Lori thing, you know, oh, I didn't think about using social media or the, or the way that she organized social media to then calculate for, for instant feedback from her client, from her client, yeah, clientele. Trying to find out what I sent you now. <laughs> I want to know. I said, yeah, I, I don't remember if it was a group chat or if it was the text. Either, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue on this shaping yourself. So some of the questions that he brings up is like, what do you want for a career? What would you make, what would make your life meaningful? What do you want for your family? What do you want from your family? Oh, so that's the C.S. Lewis, Lewis, yeah. Yeah, Lewis book. Uh, what do you want for an intimate relationship? I'm just going to read all these questions. How are you going to take care of your mental and physical health? And, you know, if you have any drug, alcohol problems, and I put abuse problems, period. You know, obviously, it's not, drugs and alcohol is just the minimum of, like, what is actually out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then t- and then he said, you know, doing 15 minutes of writing, you know, and tying all that stuff in. And... Cause that, that then he, it's interesting to me, Eddie, how at the end of that video, he ties in his product. Like you watch for 25 minutes and he ties in a product that I'm very compelled to use, but he gave me enough questions. Like, you know, the ones I just read that I'm like, well, I, I can start with that before moving on, you know, to that. Cause then he even says, you know, 15 minutes of writing about what life could be three to five years. And that's where, uh, cause I, I don't know if, was it, yeah, he did, he did it here. So 15 minutes of writing about what life could be in three to five years. If it was laid out the way you wanted it to be for someone you deeply cared about, so having that, that you know, it not being about you, but if you if you could have a utopia for the person you love the most, what would that life be? And then, and then I wrote, you know, creating a heaven to aim for, and an ev- and even if there's a little bit of suffering to deal with, but ultimately, like the ultimate heaven that you still, you know, because I think the, the suffering he says is like. It's basically the stuff you can't account for. You know, it's all the little things that you can't, and I've argued this, you cannot find every single detail because then you'll never create the product. If you, look for er- if you look for every single, I'm not saying screw, but maybe if you're trying to calculate depreciation before you even make the product, that's kind of, it's almost impossible. I would have, I'd have to say it's almost impossible to do that. So that's what, that, you know, creating a heaven to aim for, even with a little bit of suffering. And then what if all the bad things augured you to the ground, you know, if everything in life, like, slid away from you, you know, if it was a hell you're heading toward, you know, what would that be, and then the final thing was to turn a desirable future into an implementable reality, which then he brings up the product, as soon as he says that, then the product comes up, and it's, it's like 15 bucks, which, to me, it's reasonable, but like I said, I'm gonna see what I can, what, I'm gonna see what I can get done with this, because, like I said, there's plenty of questions here that, you know, we can all think about and be conscious about as we're going. It's like, man, you know, is this, and once you write it out, okay, is this part of the plan? Is it, is it going to lead me there? Am I going to deviate? How long am I? Those are the things that you can then mitigate because then you can make a con- conscious decision to say, no, I'm not going to go buy that donut because it's not healthy for me ever. And that's it. You know, so, something as simple as that. Can we do something else besides a donut? Because I have a, a, a very strong affection towards donuts. Donuts? <laughs> oh man, really? Okay. Um, uh, do you like, uh, beer? <laughs> not beer either please <laughs> tequila okay <laughs> I can li- I can live without that I can absolutely live without tequila there it is tequila tequila is the poison ladies tequila. and gentlemen tequila it will <laughs> I have I have a, a really big fixation on donuts 
Really? Yeah, I love donuts. Well, my whole family, we all love donuts. Like, donuts. I'll, I'll donuts go to, is your thing? Yeah, like, I'll, gotcha. go to, I'll go to H-E-B at like 10 o'clock at night just to go get donuts. Right on. Right yeah. On. <laughs> Have you ever had like any weird, like weird donuts? How do you? Like something, I guess, that's not of like the traditional like like toppings or, or glaze. Or I always stick to my main thing. So like the regular glazed donut uh-huh. or the chocolate frosted donut. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, because I've heard of some with like they like put bacon on them and, uh, no. and others like I I can't even think of it. I just know that there's some crazy stuff out there. No, thank you. Um, man, I sometimes I eat like donuts for breakfast, but it's really a dessert item. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be a dessert it item. <laughs> That's so. Crazy. I was reading so through uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, tweets on Friday, I think, and he went like on a little spree of. Uh, expressions of immaturity hashtag and he had like if i have the choice like oh if the host i think like the dinner host is is um what do you call it basically said if she's dumb enough to leave the dessert on the table before she serves like the main course i'm gonna eat it (laughs) (laughs) expressions of immaturity that's awesome i'm gonna have to follow that hashtag and find him (laughs) that's so great there was there were several that were pretty funny on there What's the craziest thing you guys have seen on social media? Ugh, good lord. Good, I mean, positive or negative. I, I don't, don't even know. I don't even know what what defines crazy anymore. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So positive or negative. Like for me, for me, it's the same way I use the term consequences because mm-hmm. I, t- I was I was taught this. I, the seed was planted to me for me in college where you know there's consequences. There's now there's good and bad. This, this yeah. con- consequences has had such a negative light. When you look up, the, you know it's both. It's it's just it's yeah. just the action, the mm-hmm. reaction from the action. Right. And it's good or bad reactions. Sure thing. Craziest thing I've seen lately is um, it's gonna be really general. It's not very specific, but this tends to do it for a lot of people. Social media tends to bring this out in a lot of people. Insecurities. I don't know why that's always um, in my eyes crazy. I guess I just don't know why people don't realize they're expressing their own insecurities in a public platform. That's not. It's not something I feel like I'd be caught doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I know for sure I, I, there's, well, I guess there's, there's, kid, there's people of all ages where they, they use social media to gravitate, you know, people to, to either enable them or just feel sorry for them. And, you know, the victims that we know, or the victims that in general we know, you know, that are out there, you know, posting, like you said, all the, everything about their personal life or mm-hmm. otherwise. So is it almost like... Like, some people, I guess, with what you just described, they're kind of trying to create, like, a fan base for themselves. Like, they, some type they of just, following. They, they want sympathizers. They want sympathy. They want, yeah. they want to say, no, it's okay what you did. You're in the right all the time, whether they're right or wrong. Right. Or the one-sided story or anything like that, you know, or, or anything victim. Like, oh, can, can you give an example just so can, we can kind of Sure. Some, uh, some dude, um, like, went through, like, a really, like, quick, like two week or three week, I don't know. I wasn't like keeping tabs on the days and the hours, but it seemed like a really quick fling he had with some girl, and then he was really Perfect. heart heartbroken over it. So he was like posting all of this like insecure, like sorry, I'm not gonna be nice about it. A whole bunch of insecure bullshit about like this other girl. When I mean, I, I don't know their life story. I don't know her story, his side of the story, whatever. But it's very apparent to me that she probably just didn't do really much of anything wrong, or at least didn't do anything that constituted um, like her deserving anything. He was like saying about her or saying about 
like, uh, you know, it wasn't even really a lot about her. It was a little bit about her. Most of it was just him, like, with a whole bunch of insecurities about, like, about life and how we are as a generation. He went on this whole thing about, like, oh, this generation doesn't know how to love and doesn't know how to do all this and all this bullshit. So, see, perfect He's, example like, of, like, he, he, wants, he wants the other girls who are dumb in this situation and they're like oh it's okay or or maybe maybe some people on social media that he has his friends that aren't really his friends that's hey man it's all good bro it's all you're you're, you're you'll be all right yeah. bro you know, that's what i mean enablers sympathizers like why like i shut the fuck up get the fuck over it <laughs> seriously yeah <laughs> well and that was one that i couldn't help but like probe into so i started asking him questions <laughs> <laughs> well yeah why, why not and uh, yeah i was just kind of well even like in I brought this up earlier about agree to disagree. It's like a lazy way of saying I don't really give that much of a shit. And, well, he just, like, he came to that, like, like two exchanges in, like, two, like, sentence exchanges in or comment exchanges in. And he was like, oh, we'll just have to agree to disagree, bro. I was like, no, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I'm not agreeing to disagree on shit. You're wrong. I'm right. Get over it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, that's not literally word for word what I said. But when he said agree to disagree, I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to leave it be. But... No, that was like one moment where I really just wanted to say, like, agree to disagree is just such bullshit. You're just wrong, and you're you're being a dumbass. Get over it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Some people just do things that I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but some people just do things that just make me scratch my head and be like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about some people. Some people really worry me. They make me worried about them procreating. I was like, just make sure you don't procreate. <laughs> Please don't procreate. <coughs> Brian, you got anything as far as like social media? Or Man, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like know. I said, oh. like, and when I mean when like I don't know what crazy is anymore. It's just I've I've seen a lot of of things like on both ends of the spectrum. So it's kind of like I just take it as this is this is what it is now. You know, this is what what you know the times have brought. So yeah. I don't know, but that's I mean that's a good one. That's a good uh, insight. I never really thought about it that way. Now I'm gonna be analyzing everybody's fucking <laughs> posts and tweets and you're insecure. You're insecure. Eddie said you're insecure, so <laughs> so you must be. <laughs> and I trust word of mouth. His word of mouth. So yeah. <laughs> so I'll his opinion. So I'm you're trying wrong. to I'm trying to find it so I can just read it out loud because <laughs> that's how like pissed off I am about this. Maybe he deleted it. It seems like he maybe deleted it. Oh, man. I love that, though. You can delete stuff. Man, that... Yeah, um, I had that experience this morning. That shouldn't stuff. be a oh. thing. That's so funny. It kind of sucks when people are able to delete, like, <laughs> shitty things they said publicly. That's not cool. Like, cool stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just deleted it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not important. Yet I'm still scrolling. <laughs> still going for it. No, he definitely deleted it. It was definitely sooner than, than this this much. Man, okay, we're just going to go into that then because I hate it when people do that. <laughs> you can't just retract something. Well, I mean, you can retract something you said that you maybe didn't mean. We say things we don't mean all the time. But, like, uh, it's just still not cool. Think it could just be all avoided if you just thought before you said be shit. More like, con I was gonna say just be more conscious. I I will be honest with everybody. Like I try not to. I I really try. I really like. I've said this before where like, I talk to myself and like speaking of I said this last time last week because of Neil Strauss. He says basically on the lines of like when you're when you're making a decision 
especially when you're talking to yourself about a big decision. Because I've said, I said before where, like, I talk to myself very poorly and very badly. And he says, you should talk to yourself the way you want someone to approach you that you don't know yet. And so that, that in particular has helped me, like, be more, legitly being more conscious of thinking, contemplating for a second, yes or no, and then either saying or, re- or then not saying anything at all. But I, I will be honest and say that I've been very conscious on uh, the words that I've been trying to choose lately. Mm-hmm. Good way to be. <clears throat> well, at least he, like, maybe had, like, a change of heart and retracted it. I guess I should look at the positive or something. Maybe he just, like, had a change in his mode of thinking. He's like, you know what? Eddie's right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he didn't disagree after all and was like, this was all unnecessary so let me just go ahead well people get so caught up in their self-defense mechanisms and it's important to realize when you're being defensive and it's fine that we can it's fine to be defensive we're trying to protect ourselves right like Mm -hmm. that's a very natural thing to do but you got to be able to drop your ego and let it go man Uh, hopefully he did hopefully that's why i couldn't find it See, but see, the thing is that if he had any sympathizers, maybe he didn't want to argue anymore and he deleted it. But if you do have sympathizers, you do have enablers, it doesn't change the mindset. That's the, um, I think you just said exactly um, what I was trying to formulate earlier about why I hate that you're able to delete these things now. Because in real life, in conversations, like we can't delete the things we say to other people, you know? So, like, the fact that we can do that, it just totally changes everything. We're going to call it there. We hit, I think we hit a, a good, like, good macro points that we then just detailed out. Yeah. It, again, it felt like forever since we've had all three of us here. <laughs> it has for me, really, it, really. it feels like a while because. It feels like forever just since I've seen you guys in general. Fair. Damn. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. It feels, oh, man. As, it what gets me is as fast as time is going. Like when we have mom- we have when we have moments like this, like I don't know how much I'm, I mean, I'm, we're gonna keep most of it. So let, let's say around an hour and a half of material, right? An, around an hour and a half of conversation. When we pause for this hour and a half, and we're here and we're zoned in, it's like, dang, it feels like forever, <laughs> you know. But yet, you know, like okay, when we leave here, when you guys leave here, and we go back to our quote unquote day to day or whatever we're gonna do next, laundry. And then it then just goes, you know. Then it just freaking yeah. goes, and and we, then we'll come back in a week or whatever, or however, however it happens. What I've what I've come to compromise with is that just try to record, and whoever's available, you know, get something done. Be still give, still maximize the value, and you know that that's the main thing, of course, maximizing value. So, regardless if like let's say Eddie's busy or Brian's busy or whatever, or, or maybe if something happens that I can't do it a certain day, we have to move it. Just go with we just go with the flow. It's not even. A, I, I don't even want to say it's adapting, just going with the flow. Just in that case, you know, it's 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 still as long for me as long as the episode gets released by Thursday morning at four a.m. you know, four AM, five AM, whatever, you know, um that's that's I guess because that's my macro goal, I'm good with, you know, letting or letting, sorry, letting little things just you know, it's okay. You know, no, no one's gonna die, no one's gonna yeah. you know the podcast is still not gonna be released till Thursday anyways, no matter what. Like that's my that's the day that I release, so no matter what, it won't it won't be out till Thursday. So we have been technically until you know Wednesday to do whatever. But anyways, we'll call it there. Uh, if you guys want to leave your social media handles, we can start with Eddie. 
And also, me. also leave uh, as far as like show any shows coming up, leading up to the album release. That's coming up soon. Yes. So I've got a long one for you, people. Um, Tuesday night. I'll be, I feel like Joe Rogan. I feel like Joe Rogan's doing his uh, long list of tour dates. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to be at the uh, Comedy Club in Philadelphia. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, catch me there with young Tony Henchcliffe. <laughs> Whole bunch of Joe Roganisms. Anyway, Tuesday night, I'll be in Harlingen, Texas at the Prelude, opening up for a couple of uh, finalists from the new folk competition that's put on by the Kerrville Folk Festival, which is arguably the, one of the bigger folk festivals in the world. So that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a good show. Again, it's happening Tuesday night at the Prelude in Harlingen, Texas. Wednesday night, I'll be at Yerberia Cortura. Man, my Spanish is terrible. I'll say you're working um, on your Spanish, but never mind. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just actually trying on this one. Uh, Wednesday night, I'll be at Yerberia Cultura. Um, that's me not trying. But um, anyway, I'll be there in downtown McAllen. Um, I think I'm playing around midnight, which is kind of late. But for all you vampires, we'll be out there on Wednesday night. And... Um, well, I'll be there. The band won't be there. I'll, I'll be with the band prior to, but, um, but I'll be out there afterwards doing a solo set for about 30 minutes. And then Thursday night, I'll be at the South Texas Museum of History for their, uh, for their monthly happy hour shindig, which Brian and Andy have gone to, and they even say it's really cool. So if they say it, it must be a real cool thing, so you've got to go for sure. Not just because I'm playing, but because you'll have some good beer and some good wine and, and have a, a really, you know, a lot of great fun. And barbecue. Oh, and barbecue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And uh, anyway, you'll just have a lot of great fun because the museum staff are like the friendliest people, coolest people on the planet, and uh, and they really know how to throw a party. So it's it's a lot of great times. And then Saturday night, we will be full band in the Ingleside, Texas area at Backwood Saloon, which it feels like forever since we've been there, but it's been about a month, maybe yeah, a little right. over a month. Just about. But yeah, it feels weird that we have not making, uh, made that drive recently, so I'm really excited about that one and to be back out there with the Ingleside people. So with all that being said, new album comes out June 16th. It's called 17 Hours. You can find um, two singles on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you stream or download music right now, called Poor Man's Son and When I Was Young. Be on the lookout for the third and final one, and then uh, more info coming on that soon. Um, probably if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's it's very very soon. So anyway, that's my spiel. Uh, you can find me on um, my personal Facebook page. Uh, you can find me on my artist Facebook page if you just look up Eddie Signs, and then uh, Instagram at Eddie underscore Signs three and Twitter at Eddie Signs three. Brian, your turn. I don't have any shows upcoming, <laughs> so. Uh, He's working on it. But if that changes, you can find out on my Twitter and Instagram at uh, Brian Alejandro underscore. It's B-R-Y-A-N-A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-O underscore. And uh, like I mentioned in the last podcast, too, if you guys uh, need any any Excel deals you want you want me to take care of, uh, you can find me on Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, uh, under Brian Alejandro, no underscore. I might take you up on that. Just saying. It's handy, man. It's handy, man. It's handy, man. And it's conven- It's convenient for both parties, I feel. I feel it's, it's good for freelancers, you know, have, have a segue to get into the any type of market. And it's good for people who need to delegate out. You know, they, they, you don't want to spend eight hours on an on a ex- ex- extensive Excel sheet, yeah. spreadsheet, and Brian's your man. He knows a lot about all that shit. That's all I'm gonna say because I don't I don't know the specifics of Excel. Just I just know there's a bunch of equations and shit. Anyways, so so yeah. So actually, I'm I'm gonna I am gonna con- I'm just gonna say as far as the South Texas his- uh, History Museum is that what it's called? 
Museum so, of History. Museum of History. On Thursday, they're having the – what's it called? Sorry. What's it called? Well, if they're listening to this on Thursday, this is tonight. So yeah, tonight, yeah, folks. Yeah, technically, yeah, technically. Uh, so yeah, you'll hear this just perfectly. So if you are, if you do hear this, you, there's no excuse to not go. And all of my previous dates mentioned will not apply <laughs> because they will be of the past already by the time everyone's hearing this. <laughs> didn't even realize that. Okay, was, that's okay. I'm sorry I didn't stop you. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. So, well, hopefully by this time you've then seen Eddie signs and you know you caught maybe some social media on that too. Um, so technically tonight, Thursday, they're having their monthly. It, well, it's like it's beer testing, beer tasting, wine tasting. Last time me and Brian went and we got to we got to do like the scavenger. It wasn't a scavenger hunt. It was just like a, I guess like a like a court like a what would you call it? like a course? Uh, I don't even know, but it was like a little adventure cool. course type deal. Yeah, and we got to learn about you know the history. Yeah, a lot of stuff here. here. I hear stuff that's here. Like yes, you can go and like read the stuff, but it was just unique hearing, especially for me. It was that old guy. The one I'm doing, like, the cotton. The boat, yeah. Yeah, like, go, cotton, like, I mean, that guy's he's, he's been around, and he knows, like, obviously all this history, which they all did. But, like, yeah. for me, just the fact that he's an older gentleman, you know, in this museum. It's a, it's a fun, interesting way to learn about all these things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And also meet people. We got to meet two girls that are really cool, uh, Emily and Ellie. Uh, one's from, where, from Michigan and Ohio? Yes. Or, yeah, right? Yeah, Michigan and Ohio. So, so they were, and honestly, because we, we were the top two finishing teams this last the last month so we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go back and try to win this yeah. time we're gonna we're, no tiebreakers we're gonna go try to win so as long as as long as that other team isn't there i think we're good as long as you have freaking powerhouse two people yeah, powerhouse they dude, killed it yeah <laughs> uh anyway so we will be at i mean at least for now the plan is to be at that on um, thursday night it starts at i think it's six to six to eight uh, I think the the little adventure deal starts at six thirty. Eddie will probably start playing around six fifteen or so, six six fifteen. Something like that. I'll be singing stuff. Yeah, he'll be there, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I, I pay for that guy. Be pouring my little heart <laughs> out. Hey, badass reverb though, high ceilings. That's be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't have to do. I already went in and like sound checked, and yeah, I don't have to put like yeah. any effects on anything. You're it's good. so pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. so great. If if anything, you can put like the monitor, a monitor facing you, and just let it ring out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so anyway, so we'll be out there hanging out. Six to eight, and then uh, you'll catch me with Eddie on Saturday for Ingleside, Texas. Anybody from Corpus, Ingleside, Aransas Pass, Rockport, uh, all that surrounding area, all that Coastal Bend area, we'll be out there hanging out Saturday night at Backwoods Saloon. Uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me in my vlog, which I, I have again. I'll have all these uh, the handles and stuff. Any to any links? I have my YouTube channel link. I have uh, Eddie's YouTube channel link on the show notes as well now, so you can go to any one of our channels to check out our material. I do post a vlog every day, um, just of whatever I've done. You know, sometimes it's interaction with people at work. Sometimes it's interaction with Brian or Eddie, the guys at practice. Just depends on what day we fall. What day, whatever day it's in, it's on. You know, there's a vlog per day, and that's what I do. Um, I do post also the this podcast audio on. On YouTube, I do upload it, the audio with a just a picture of moving with life caption. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm eventually, I'm working to get, uh, not necessarily a live stream, but at least video. And I can post that up first on YouTube, like let's say like a Wednesday or Tuesday. And then upload the audio like normal on Thursday. That'd be fun. That, that'd be the idea. I'm still working on uh, that. Uh, I want to see how, because of course I, w- I want the audio to stay consistent and, and good. Because... 
you know, I, I right now I have the whole system going. You know, I have you know the audio's legit. It's not, you know, we're not talking into an iPhone like speaker or anything like that. It's legit microphones and whatnot. So, anyways, if you want to catch me, my Instagram and Twitter are at Andy Walker under slash under under slash underscored lead. That's for Instagram and Twitter. Again, it's Andy Walker underscore lead. Then my Snapchat, if you want to follow my minute-to-minute minute minute stuff, it is Andy Walker lead altogether. And then my Facebook, if you go to the main page I want to start concentrating on, is facebook.com forward slash Andy Walker leads altogether. And you can go and like that page. I now post there first before I post anywhere else. So, um, yeah, f follow that page, like it. And, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any uh, cool things or interesting things that you'd like to maybe bring to us, I also post the podcast email. I also put uh, my Tumblr on there as well, which is Kratos uh, line four line all uh, Tumblr dot com. Those are just my thoughts. I haven't posted in maybe in a couple weeks. I, th I think it's more because I've been doing my five-minute journals in the morning and in the afternoon or night. So that that's that's one thing that I can, I guess, the last little piece of it, not advice, but just a little tool that's helped me so far with just going and being uh, optimal throughout my day. So anyways, that's enough. That was a lot of uh, information that you'll probably have to like pause and re and play and pause and play and get all this stuff down. So anyways, most of the stuff's in the show notes. We will see you next time. Well, actually we'll see you. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe I'll see you the next day, but you'll hear this and you'll, we'll get together. Hopefully next Sunday. We'll see. Anyhow, I will stop blabbering and see you guys next time.